What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fandalorian Club, our Star Wars show here on Apocalypse Movies, where we get to talk about anything and everything the galaxy far, far away. I'm your host today, not Jake, but Brian, <laughs> here with Jacob and our good friend, Amru. How you doing, good sir? I'm, I'm doing well. This is a uh, first for me, because Star Wars is not, not the thing I talk about. It's uh, okay. But Diego Luna is here, so I am here. Hey, nothing wrong about talking a little Star Wars every now and then, you know, just kind of yeah. going with the flow, you know? Sometimes it's better than others, and this time it's very, very good. So we're glad to have you. Jacob, how you doing? Hello there. It's been a while since I've been on the Fandalorian Club. I've been missing these reviews, but I used to be a regular on it, so I'm so it's excited to get big. back and talk some Star Wars. Yep. Uh, I, I was wondering, I was like, this is Jacob's first one for this In a long time. For Andor, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I got on for some Boba Fett episodes, right? So that was the last Probably, time. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, we are here to talk about episode six in Andor. Uh, if you are your first time listening, thank you. Welcome from, to, welcome, you know. Um, but yeah, we had the conclusion of like a little mini arc that's going on. Uh, we were talking about it before the show. <laughs> um, these little arcs that are happening. Uh, we had like a three episode arc in the beginning. Now we have this three episode arc. Um, before we get into that, since you both haven't been on, Let's talk about how much you are liking or disliking this show. Rue, what are you feeling? So Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. I consider okay. it the best Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah. So this continues that straight on. I am loving this show. I, I love the first three episodes. Um, it's a slow burn, but mm -hmm. it, it's not like those. Slow, it's not like Lord of the Rings slow burn, which I love that as well. <laughs> Huge Lord of the Rings fan. But this is just like every second is intense. Every you're just like you you cannot look away. You if you're looking at your phone, you pause it and then you like you look up and you play again because it's like every second is is methodical and needed and is I absolutely have loved everything about it. Um I talking about the um the arcs, I was just thinking about like yo, what happened to Adria Arjona? Where's her character? And then I realized, okay, they're gonna keep it in this world, mm -hmm. and now I'm more interested in where they're going next. Um but I've, I've loved it up to this point. Um, I said Obi-Wan when I watched it. It's probably the one of my favorite Star Wars shows. Um, uh, this is now there. It's probably like, if it continues like this, this might take Mando for me. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Mando's, Mando top, Mando's top tier for you then? Yes. Okay, hmm. that's fair. Jacob, what are your thoughts so far about Andor? Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because, like, it's funny to me. A lot of people are like, this is better than Mandalorian, hands down, no matter what. Like, I'm hearing a lot of that out there. And I'm like, okay, pump the brakes. Let's see. Let's see. You could say so far it has been for you. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is it is challenging it for sure. I mean, like, I'm, I love – Obi-Wan's my favorite character. I, I love the Obi-Wan series personally. But this is better. This is a better show, honestly. And – it, it's a very different kind of show. And I remember Amaru saying that Rogue One is his favorite Star Wars movie. So I was like, oh, of course he's going to want to talk, talk and or so. So that's interesting. And, 
you know, there's there's some Star Wars fans, they prefer like the Rebellion versus the Empire, the soldiers. They love that kind of stuff. And then there's other people who enjoy like the Force and the Jedi and the mystical elements. I lean more towards the Force side, but this show is doing is doing it for me. I think it's spectacular. I particularly love episode three. Um, mm. And I love this episode. I think episode three and this episode are the best episodes, which is funny because those are both the conclusions to each arc so far. You like so a, I think, you like a payoff. Yeah, I think the um, the conclusions for each arc is what's doing it for me. But overall, like I just love the way that Cassian responds to things, and whether that's a conversation or whether that's in action. And the you know he's he's very intelligent in his own way. You could see that brain working like at a million miles per hour, and like he's just constantly having to make these split second decisions. And I. I love that from Diego Luna. So it's, it's been working well for me. I think the casting so far has been just fantastic. I think the acting, everything they have done so far is been top tier writing the way everything looks, especially this episode. I've been saying with Jake, this literally feels like a movie that just like, okay, we're going to stop it right here. We'll see you guys next week. Like we're just going to hit pause and you're going to start it the next part next week. Uh, And this, I, this episode, especially just, I was just like, Holy crap. This is star Wars. Like this is not some just HBO or prime, just like random space show. Like, this is Star Wars being done like at top tier level, but uh, let's just get straight into this episode. Hmm. Um, holy moly! Visually, I don't think I've seen anything like this in a while. What, what do we think? Anyone Are you talking about the sky? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> the Every- eye. Well, hold on. You know what's funny to me? Both Lord of the Rings and Star Wars released an episode called The Eye. Like, did they back really? To back. The last episode of Rings of Power was called The Eye, but it's completely nice. different. Complete, like obviously unrelated, but just no. This this but... this episode reminded me of uh, um, Udun episode. It's the it's the culmination yes. of everything coming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did it a week later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but no, it visually yeah. amazing. Like special effects wise, it might be might be the best they've done on a Star Wars show. I would say. Yeah. I was absolutely blown away by how real the tie fighter like them loading like into the tie fighters getting in them like unhooking and then taking off and stuff like i was like that looks real mm-hmm. and just like everything about it it just I, I cannot get over how this show looks at times what do you think real and it's what's amazing is um if you've noticed in the last three episodes, except one or two places here and there, we've been in the same place. We haven't mm-hmm. left. We've been in those mountains. We've been at that base. Um, and and it just like you you're living in it. You you can tell like if, if they if that is not on location, then they did a damn good job because that is is it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. Nicholas Bertel and his music, especially this episode. 
Um, so uh, if it wasn't for trivia, I wouldn't have like paid attention <laughs> to score or music or nothing as much unless I knew the song. But now I do pay attention a lot more. Um, and this was the episode where I was like, you are kicking this music in. The combination of, of both of them just makes it, that's again, makes it so intense. Um, and, and the fact that it had that, like the, the entire series, is, especially this arc has like had a dark overtone. And then all of a sudden it hits the, all the lights, like the, it looks like Guardians of the Galaxy, Jim. Like those <laughs> lights, and that juxtaposition was, was, was beautiful. So, okay. So let's just go st straight into parts of it. What is some part that, a part that you want to talk about, Rue, since you are the guest? Random, random. It's, it's not, it is not even that big, but for it, what really has been cool to me is that as much as in both of the arcs, we're really um, been getting into Andor or whatever, like he's dealing with at the time, especially in intense moments. Both of them, especially this episode and kind of all of the last episode, has taken time to go back to like the the natives. The so it was his his planet and his family cutting into the first three arcs. In this episode, they there was no reason for it, but they just kept cutting back mm -hmm. to the Aldani mm -hmm. people and yeah. the ritual and the singing and showing how important that is and how that like just is a, a key undertone that you can't forget. And it seems like something so small, but I like latched onto that. It was like, they're really, really digging into making sure they go back and see that like, it's not just rebels and empire. It's everybody else mm -hmm. that's around that as well. So I thought that was really, really interesting. I think it for me kind of built like suspense sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, it did. When they're just like, things are happening and then you just go back to them chanting and you're like, oh crap. Oh crap! This yeah. is where it goes wrong, or something, and then it goes back, and then it's it, I, it's very it's I didn't even think about the fact that there they had like a native tribe in the first one arc, then they have another one in this arc. So I'm curious that might be like an underlying theme of these like you're not to the empire, you're not these like civilized just you get tossed off like they spent a good majority of the episode the imperials like talking crap about them yeah like they call them disgusting they smell uh they're dumb they and like we we hear them talk about how they basically trick them to give up their freedom by like they do this migration every single whatever event. And this time they didn't like force them into giving up their freedom. It's just, oh, we put a, a bar or some, some comfort area on the trail takes away a certain amount of people. Then we do another one takes away a certain amount of people. So they're eliminating this external threat or thing that's in their way. And I thought that that was pretty like, oh, okay. Like they don't always just wipe them out by killing them all. Like it's, it's very sneaky. And like, I'm sure that was done in, in real life thousands of times. Yeah, like, definitely. Just like, I mean, I'm drawing a blank. What is it that uh, it's a movie or TV show that it's like, we want them to give up their freedom and ask 
to be saved. What God, it's driving oh, me Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I get. I don't know what you're talking about, like what's movie, but I I know the idea you're getting at. Like they they want them to like trick them into giving up their freedom, essentially. Oh, Hydra, I mean, Hydra. Uh, oh, is that they, what it is? Yeah. Right, how in Captain America, how it's like we tried to take away their freedom by force, didn't work, yeah. and then it's like you have to like slowly like make them want and think yes andy winter yeah. soldier it's because yeah. i just watched it like three days ago. <laughs> which uh, is funny because i like this show is like for me it's the winter soldier of star wars in star wars yeah. it's the winter soldier of star wars yeah. and that that's what jake has said too he's like this show is like made for me because like that's his type of like spy show. espionage type yeah. stuff yeah um Jacob, what what is something you want to get straight? Oh, unless you wanted to talk about that. Well, yeah, I mean, I like what you guys are talking about because, like, I think it was part of it was showing us, like, okay, even though these people of this planet aren't fighting the Empire, like, the rebellion stands for something bigger. Like, it's not just the rebellion that and the people who are in the rebellion that they're fighting for. They're fighting for everyone across the galaxy who's being suppressed, like, whether those people know it or not. So like I think it was that's what they were sh kept cutting back to to those people because I think they were just showing us why you know even though all these characters that Cassian's working with are doing it for their own reasons they all have different reasons why they're doing what they're doing you know ultimately they want to weaken the empire and I mean Cassian doesn't necessarily like that's not his complete motivation yet um but it's part of it and I I think that was really cool but but yeah I mean I which kind of ties into that. I, I, did they plan this heist basically on this night intentionally because, mm -hmm. because they yeah. could get away. And I don't know what that was celebration that, was called or the eye or whatever. Eye. I mean, I think it's, it that's eye. what it is. Yeah. But so did they put in coordinates so they could like dodge pieces. And so the, the tie fighters would hit them. I or think did that, his, was that just lucky. I think his little thing was kind of like mm -hmm. projecting where like guiding things them were yeah coming so, so he could be I thought like, that oh. was really cool. I love when stuff like that happens. Like I think there's something similar in solo they do. Uh I, I just love when in Star Wars, like our heroes are trying to get away. Our our heroes. Can we call them heroes? I don't know. Yeah. Are trying to get away and uh and they're they're able to, you know trick tie fighters or whoever's chasing the empire whoever's chasing them um into you know flying into their trap so i thought that was pretty cool um i did want to ask you guys i don't want to jump too far in but the woman soldier who stayed behind to watch the family Sinta. did she kill them i think I she think did she did and i think that's what they were implying that she took them out either way and that is dark didn't wait didn't wasn't there a scene of you after she dressed of you seeing her walking out and they're still tied though and they're just sitting there maybe, and they're alive? I, that's what i'm trying to think I swore I that's what i, I thought mean, i thought i, I watched it this morning but i see i don't remember that i just remember i thinking, i didn't get the impression that they were dead uh at all during the show well they I, showed them tied up near the end with the covers on their mouths. yeah and then like after that they showed her walking out but i i thought and it was she was in she, imperial clothes to my in my mind, I I was wondering the same thing, Jacob, because I was like, she essentially got left behind, but they would know who she is. So like, yeah, well, she planned to stay behind because that's why the other girl was like 
promise me you're going to be okay. She's like, I'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I'm not sure. I I do want to know who, um, is her name Bell? The the white Mm -hmm. chick? I want to know who she is. Because she has a relationship with Senta. And she clearly has a relationship with uh, Stellan's character. And I don't know if it was when I was listening to y'all or somebody else were thinking that maybe she's his daughter or something. Um, oh, I want to know. I've she never is. heard that. That's definitely just the, nice. the, the 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 interactions that they had at the beginning. The way, like after I heard oh. it, I watched it a couple more times. Um, and the way that he yeah. like yelled at her randomly, saying "Listen to me," and I'm like, "That's a that's a father right there." And when and he asks about her about about him, she's like, "Don't ask me any questions." Like exactly, I'm not going to don't tell ask you. me questions. And We're not asking about him. I, I wonder if that's a daughter or a niece. I wouldn't or somebody be surprised. Close to him. I've never thought about that. that could be it could be or somebody he took under his wing a long time ago and kind of like a daughter to him something like that yeah i mean yeah. cassian gave her the kyber crystal after and was mm-hmm. like give it back to him so like she know he knows she's gonna was that basically just supposed to be collateral i think like, so yeah essentially. You, even if the mission fails you still get to keep this or something yeah like yeah, kind of so. basically yeah, yeah. You know she's from Game of Thrones. I just realized this like the other day. <laughs> she's uh, she look familiar. She's the chick uh, with Arya, that one of the faceless. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, from Davros, Davos, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yep. I didn't realize I that familiar. until yesterday, and I was like, a son of a gun. I didn't even those Game it. of Thrones actors are going to be everywhere, man. They they're in freaking Lord of the Rings. They're in Rings of Power too. Like a few of them. Good. <laughs> They're great. I mean, uh, clearly they know what they're doing. Like the actor who plays Elrond played uh what's his name? Uh he played one of the Baratheons or or no, was it I don't know. He played I think he played the Stark. Actually the uncle. Uh the uh, Uncle Stark, forget his name. I'm behind on more than yeah. that, so don't ask me. Mm-hmm. The Waif. Thank you, Gordon. I knew it was something that I would not remember. Um what do we think about the heist in general? Because I don't know about you, but it kind of went successful. I mean, <laughs> so like... when they first when they first unclipped <laughs> all that, I was like, "How in the hell are y'all going to get all of that, cre- all of those credits out of there?" That is a hell of a lot of credits. That's what y'all I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he they walked out with eighty million. Eighty, yeah, which. That's that's a nice chunk of change. I can't really remember the last time I saw a heist TV show or movie, and it went relatively well. I mean, people except everybody died. except everybody died except three of them. People. Half. I was at first like, nah, the black man, just the black man, they <laughs> died. Go. That's okay. I noticed that too. I immediately after the second one, I went. The other thing though is they were the ones who used to work for the Empire. So he worked for the Empire and the other guy was a stormtrooper. So I took it that way too. But like, I can't not notice when black people die. Wait, when did the first guy (laughs) die? They both died? Yes. The thing is, I don't know if the first guy actually died or just got shot because nobody saw him after. Oh no. So he could hmm. still be alive, but I assumed assumed he might have died. Well, so, okay. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. Uh, Skeen did not really protect his ass. Like, 
he shot one guy and then huddled and the guy ran out and just gone gone yeah i mean we later learned that he obviously is doesn't give two rats yeah i mean i was gonna i was looking for his name but that to me that was the biggest moment of the episode when he takes him out like that yeah because it just showed because if he didn't do it that he was gonna take them out like that's basically where that was going there was a there was a small part of me while he was talking about it i was like okay either he's a hundred percent trying to get away crawl out of wherever by over everybody by any means necessary or is this a test I was wondering for like half a second, is he testing him to see if he's still going to follow through with it? Uh, But it doesn't matter because it just like doubled up on the Andor we see in Rogue One who will Mm -hmm. absolutely do anything to make sure his mission or himself um, gets laid through. And I'm really looking forward to the the, the arc from going uh, from looking after himself by any means necessary to looking after the rebellion by any means necessary. Yeah, We saw a little bit of it. He he didn't even hesitate to take that uh, other guy to the doctor right away. He was like, yeah. how do we get to the doctor right away? Yeah. So he's has a little bit of, he has some good in him, obviously not a little bit. He has a lot of good in him, but uh, he's showing those shades. Part of me felt like Skeen kind of like played the whole, like, well, that's one last cut. It like, that's kind of like, it might be overthinking it, but like, cause I rewatched it. And like takes out the guy. And like Andy said, dude had a machine gun and he shot one time. And so I'm like, took out the one guy, went back. The other guy runs out and taken out. I'm like, and then later's like, you take half and I take half. I'm sitting there thinking like, did he kind of maybe let him get shot? One less person to worry about. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, after knowing know. his motivate, like his intentions, I I think so because the thing that makes me like sure it wasn't a test or whatever is when he's like, I don't even have a brother, so he lied about that story, and like, why would he lie? Like, why would he tell him that? Like, to try to provoke him to go against them? Like, I don't think he would. So, I really think he just planned to do this the whole time, and I mean. At least they weren't gonna just go kill her. They said he said, "Let's just leave." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I yeah. I mean, it is very ironic and a twist I didn't see coming. Like clearly, I mean, I don't know about you guys because I'm like, this guy's been an asshole for two episodes about how he's gonna betray him, gonna betray him, gonna betray him, and then at the end he's like. Yeah, let's betray him and take the money. Like, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. What, did you guys even, did that even like cross your minds? Not really. I mean, yeah. I was thinking like, oh, the whole series is going to be with this crew. That's And I'm like, nope, that's not no. what's happening. So no, I didn't see it coming. Now, I usually, so for me, I don't, I, I try not to look for things going ahead. So I usually get to either surprised or like, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but it's not something I was thinking about. Um, but thinking on it, um, I, I, if I really like really tried to look at it, I might've been able to see it coming, but, uh, I didn't care like looking, I didn't care to look for it. So they did a really good job of like just popping that on me. So that's fair. Uh, what's something else you want to hit Amaru? Um, 
So uh, again, little small thing. Uh, anybody recognize uh, dude, the imperial dude who was in the in the room who who figured out about the uh, the calls? Where he's, any of y'all watch Agents of Shield? I did, but I'm not. I watched Hunter. the first couple seasons. Hunter, Bobby's husband slash uh, thing. Holy that was crap! Hunter. You're I right. saw him. I was like, "Hey, is that Hunter?" Yeah, that is him. I didn't even catch that at yes. all. Yes, I was. I was very happy to see 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 him. Uh, just because I like him. In, in which anything. guy is it in the in Andor? Uh, he's the guy. He's the guy. The Imperial guy who was trying to check all the comms. Um, oh, okay. And he okay. figured it out oh. and told everybody to come downstairs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was Hunter Nate. So I saw. Him. I was like, "Hey, I like you. I, I know you. You're, you're probably gonna <laughs> die soon." But um, that's right, Andy. That's <laughs> you did say something last week. Now that I remember, I forgot. It was a whole week ago. Um, okay, but but no, it's just the, the the intensity of this episode, just bringing it back together. It, it, I'm really again now looking forward to what's the second half of the season going to be, based mm-hmm. off of the fact that we've got a three episode arc, a three episode arc. My biggest thing now is how are these people uh, that we've met? How are they coming back? How are, so, we, are we are we connecting or are we keeping it three and three and three and then some come back, some leave, some come back next season? That's my biggest thing uh, with this because the biggest because in, in in general it's just the intensity of this episode um, building to that great last action scene is 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 um, it was what was so great about it. So okay, so let's talk about that then. I I think there's some big key things that maybe will propel a future story. One being uh, Nimic's journal. I think his manifesto, mm. if you will. Yeah. Um, I think that that could be something that we see maybe lead us with a little bit of a plot moving forward. What, yeah. what do you guys think? Uh, and by the way, his death was the one I was just like, oh, 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 no. No, I, so many people have been calling that like, oh, we love him, so he's gonna die. Oh, hundred percent. When it crushed, I was like, ah, oh, son of a, Ugh. and I was like, give me hope, give me hope. Um, I thought that was really cool that like they they gave you hope with him going to the doctor, and then all of a sudden, no, no, and that yeah. was even the doctor with four arms could save him. Yeah, uh, but no, that manifesto will probably amount to something, which is really cool. So was that his? That was the guy who got crushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was he, his, and he wanted him. He wanted Cassian to have it. Yeah. So he, the last couple episodes, he's been like, kind of like, just taking notes and yeah. writing like little things. Like at the beginning of the episode, he was reciting something about mercenaries. Um, yeah. Oh, I it. love. Oh, duh. He said he likes to write when he's stressed or when yeah. he's anxious. And then that's what he's been writing in the whole time. Yeah, I actually love their conversations. And that, I mean, we could talk about that. That was a beautiful yeah. conversation when he was like, the mercenaries are necessary for the rebellion. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we can't just expect everyone to like do it based on like morale or whatever. Like so you got to bring in like the empire. You think all those, everyone who works for the empire is doing it for morale or no, they're they're doing it you know, because they believe in the empire or they're getting paid. Yeah. And it's like the rebellion has to do the same thing. They got to pay people if they want to win this damn thing. And obviously they do. So 
I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think it's going to motivate Cassian to, um, to continue working with the rebellion. Yeah. I mean, it's, you definitely can't, like you said, just morality and expect to win these things. Yeah. I mean, he and or almost kind of like at this point right now, the last three episodes is like just literally playing mercenary. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to give two, you know, what's about mm-hmm. the re- rebellion or standing up. Like he looked for the most part up until the end of this episode, like there for a paycheck. And then kind of like towards the end, you he's op- like, presented with the like all right let's walk out with just a paycheck and screw these people and he kind of he doesn't kind of he murder he straight up kills the other person and and chooses to not do that yeah no i mean that's the thing about cassian is like I mean, they established it in the first scene in Rogue One, right? I mean, it wasn't the first scene, but, you know, after they, I think after the opening of Rogue One, his is the first scene. And they showed us, like, this is what you got to do. And I I kind of like that because, you know, yeah, as you're watching this, you're like, what would I do in these situations? And it's like, I don't know if I'd be able to be that, you know, do what Cassian does, you know, get, get your hands dirty, even though it's for a good cause. So... Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the best parts about the character. I think it's really cool that we're we're approaching him from before we already know him. Because usually mm-hmm. you're looking at these shows and it's after what you know him from, and you're like, oh, in Rogue One they established exactly. that he'll do whatever you need to do. Um, mm-hmm. Like he'll he'll go into something following orders, but then he'll follow his gut based off what he thinks is actually right. Like when uh, on Edu when he was supposed to kill um, Galen or so, and then end up not doing it. Um, but that's I'm, right. I'm yeah. like, and you see it here, but it is like, this is before that. So like the manifesto is definitely going to be something that is like that first step into um, like, you already see, he'll do the right thing, taking him to the doctor. He'll continue to, um, he'll continue to, to go on with the mission and he'll kill Skeen to make sure everybody else is okay. Um, um, but he's still doing it for himself. He's still doing it to get his money and get out. And that manifesto is definitely going to be that first piece where it's cool that he still has that same mentality. He's still going to do so many dirty and rotten and awful things for the rebellion. But what is going to be that step that changes his heart to go from for himself to for the to do, doing it for the rebellion and actually wanting it to do it for the rebellion? Still the same. I'm getting in the mud with everybody. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the change in thought process on why he's getting in the mud is going to be cool to see. Well, yeah. And what I realized is that he's a man of principles. So he basically, he could have taken the whole, all the, you know, all the credits. Like he strictly said, I'm taking my cut only. I'm going to leave you the yours. I'm taking a ship and I'm out. Like he, he even said he'd pay for the ship. Exactly. That yeah. he, he bought a ship from the doctor and then took his only his credit. And you know, it's like, we trust him to go back in the ship, only take his part. And then leave. Like, even she's like, oh, he's telling the truth. Like, she eventually believes him. And, like, I like that. It's like, good or bad, he sticks to what's right. And, like, or what the agreement was or whatever, the in whatever situation he's in. So, I love that about him. I think that 
yes, this manifesto is probably going to be something that we see maybe for the rest of this season. Um, looking forward to probably the next three episodes. What do you guys think we could be seeing? Like, do you think we're going to be looking at a time jump uh, of more than a year? Do you think it's going to be a few months? What, where do you think we're going after this little arc? Rue, I'll start with you if you want. I, I, I know somewhere between now and the end of the entire series, which I think is two seasons, is there mm-hmm. will be like a, a, a huge time jump where yeah. like a year uh, of, uh, of his life leading up to the, um, to the events of uh, Rogue One immediately. I don't know if we're going to see a time jump or big of a time jump. I think we're going to get into uh, Mon Mothma and Skarsgård mm. character. I don't know what his character is. What's his character? That's fair. I forgot. Lucian. Luc- uh, Luc- yeah, Luthen. Luthen. I always want to say Lucian, but it's Luthen. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we're going to get into how Mon Mothma and Luthen are really, really like into this. Like We, we know a little bit more about Luthen. We know he's mm. kind of like uh, it re- weirdly reminds me of the Hunger Games. Like he's one of the <laughs> the plants in the capital with the mm-hmm. regalia and getting close to. That's everybody. a really good comparison that I never thought of. Yeah, uh, he just looks like a, a guy from the capital who's going in there and puts on the face. Um, but I want I, I I think it's more than that. I think there's got to be more than that. But I really want to know. Mon, I'm starting to get to know Mon Mothma's like key point into it because she is so important in every in oh, everything yeah. from the original trilogy all the way uh all the way through um so knowing more about her and seeing more about the way she has to deal with being inside uh the empire um i think that's going to be that's going to be what where we're going next um i just i also hope we go back a little bit to um his adopted hometown I want to see again. I want to see mm. those characters back. I want to see B two emo. Uh, I want to see Nix. I want to see his mom. Mm. Um, kind of want to see the effects after that of of them. Um, yeah. So that's that's funny because that's exactly what I assumed would be coming next. I don't know. I mean, mainly because it's probably not been a huge focus. I completely forgot about Mon Mothma story until five seconds ago. Uh, that could be. We could get a yeah, heavier. I mean, we point. didn't really focus on anything other than the heist in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> until the very end. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Jacob? Moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very fascinated with Luthen. Like, I, I want to know more about this guy because we haven't seen, we've never seen, we've seen people in Star Wars kind of play two different roles and like they kind of change themselves up a little bit. But he did a complete transformation going into like his political role. And his like rebellion undercover role. Like, what is he really like? Like, is he more closer to the rebellion undercover role? Is he more closer to that that politician type guy? Um, so so we'll see. But I, I did like how he's, you know, playing, you know, uh he's kind of manipulating everybody on both sides <laughs> in, in a way. But uh yeah. but I just want to know more about him, know where he's going. He's the only side character that was like a prominent part in both of the arc so far mm-hmm. um so is that going to continue uh, we'll see and it's going to tie in obviously to other characters 
Um, but yeah, I really want to see where, where they go with him. Like what he was so excited at the end of the episode. So he doesn't even know how it went. He just knows yeah. what happened. <laughs> Which is cool because like literally it was the next day, just some dude in the shop mm-hmm. comes in and says, do you have any Aldani stuff? Cause some crazy stuff just happened. And that's literally how he finds out. Like yeah, he didn't he was hear stoked. anything from Vel, nothing. It's just like, holy crap, they pulled it off because if it wouldn't have, A, the Empire probably wouldn't have said anything. You would have never heard mm-hmm. about it. Or True. like, B, they would have just been like, oh, it's not that bad. But it's it's bad. Like, we saw the, um, the like, Imperial, I don't know what you want to call it, the, the group that he calls in and it's like, find me every single, like, contingency plan now so i think that's andy brought up something that i think may be probably what we're looking at he says if there's a time jump it will be a small one but i feel like the ending setup the aldani raid is going to have a lot of fallout uh the the imperial chick that we kind of followed a little bit is probably also going to have a big her 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 arc is coming too Yes, um, there. That's yeah. it. ISB, the Imperial Se- Security Bureau. Yes, that's that is probably fair to say. I bet you that's when you'll get her story. I'm sure she's gonna meet up with Cyril. At that's who I'm wondering about because we just left him in a puddle of his own sadness and pity and and he's got to go somewhere after you know that cereal you just can't leave him with a bowl of cereal <laughs> doing nothing yeah no. so yeah it's I mean I'm curious how they connect those two because I mean all signs are pointing that those two are going to meet up at some point but, oh he's I mean, coming back for sure yeah, so I mean, I'm curious to see how maybe like this was my suspect. This is probably your suspect. Like they put the two together. She, I, she's gonna go find him because she's on a mission now. Because she's gonna come up with like I told y'all something was happening. Here it goes. Um, and he's the connection. He's like yeah. the he's the connection. So that's probably her next mission. Is like let me find out what happened here. And go from there. She'll probably get like the records of like who was in charge of that operation and find him and blah, 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 blah. And it spiral. That's a good point. And think about that. I think, I think it's safe to say that will probably happen because we're at the halfway point of the yeah. season. Um, and think about I it. Te- it, it seemed fast, but remember we got the first three episodes right exactly, away. Exactly. Yeah. So now we have like- twice as long. Yeah, this is week four. Um, It's crazy. I tend to think as far as Cassian, he'll probably go back to, what is it, Ferrix? Like, where's Mon? I think so, something like that. Um, I think that's... Would he, he though? Because I think he's smart enough to realize it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's safe, but where is he going to go, though? Yeah, or does he go to that the moon? Remember the was he mentioning a moon planet? Uh, Skeen. Maybe he goes there. There's a moon planet, like seven. He's like, I know somewhere we could hide out. (laughs) Maybe I don't know, but or he look, Cassian. He's a smart guy. He 
I'm sure he has a plan. Obviously, he's going somewhere. I he's mean, just gonna coast, coast in the stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the only two people I could think he could find a way back to because it's the only part it would either be Nick or Luthen, one or the other. And I would yeah. assume he doesn't want anything to do with Luthen right now. Yeah, Nick seems the most like obvious, like and uh, kind of like who I feel like most people want to see again. Yeah. Um, we need to see as much more of her not in Morbius as possible. Yeah, her and then... I need She's to the see... girl from the first three episodes, right? The one whose yeah. boyfriend got yeah. shot? Bix. Yeah. Thank you, Gordon. Oh, that's Yeah, it Bix. is Bix. Yeah. Nice, thank you. Um, I need to see more B2 Emo, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Those droids, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we oh, definitely... Hey. We talk about act- two Harry Potter actresses now. We got uh, a yeah. Fiona Shaw, uh, Andor's mother, is Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Uh, Cyril's mother is Mrs. Fig. It's Catherine Hunter. Oh, that's <laughs> right. So this is pulling it from everywhere, which is cool. So we're just going all the fantasy genres, just like let's reuse this person. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining. I mean, there's uh, so much content; it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, hundred percent now. Yeah. Um. Anything else anyone wants to to jump at? Anything that they feel we didn't hit or discuss? I mean, it was a pretty straightforward episode, to be honest. Like, they, you know, mission, get it done, and then, like, just kind of a tag at the end, in a way. Did we even see Mod Mothma in this episode at all? The very end. She was at the the, end, yeah. She was. Oh, she was there, right? Yeah, she was doing oh, her presentation, and then started right, to realize right. okay. that something was happening. Um, yeah, I love I'm I love those I love the way their meet political meetings are set up. I mean, we got those in the prequels, right? Like the the way those those halls are set up. The Senate but chamber. Then do they just not exist anymore after after the uh, original I mean, trilogy? Once I would assume he just kind of ends it after at the start well, i guess there's no reason to have meetings right because just everything the emperor says it's not that yeah it's no longer the republic yeah. it's the, the empire yeah. once that once the sense. death star is built it's lights out like it's like what are they gonna do um anything else anyone else have anything about the episode i i think that we hit everything i just i'm gonna uh hit again nicholas Patel killing it with the music uh um, yeah for sure. The music was definitely great on this episode to keep the intensity up. Yeah. Um, it it's, it, it's, I would say probably my favorite episode so far. Um, uh, because it kept the intensity of the other ones while putting action in there, but the action didn't come until like 30, 35 minutes into the episode. Um, and I guess the only other thing, why, why did Vel wait? So what was she so cautious about? When they were jumping, because she t- when they I were go, that. she was she was so like gung ho and we're getting this done. But once it hit, was that just nerves, or was there? I, I was wondering, was there something else where she that she didn't want to go on that? I was wondering that too, like because I was thinking like, is she just afraid to jump, like just bungee jump? But then Maybe. I was like, that's that's or just scared for the mission, dumb. But like. I think she just literally was like, holy shit, we're actually like doing this. And yeah, I mean, it might have no been turning back. It might have been her her first like real thing against the Empire, right? Like, 
obviously she's done jobs and stuff before, but it might've been like, okay, we're actually doing this. Cause I didn't, I, I know that's an important moment in the episode. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause we didn't talk about it. And yeah. they spent, they made sure it was like a good 30, 45 seconds. It was a lot straight on her face of her, like contemplating. And like, we don't know what she's thinking exactly, mm-hmm. but maybe she was just scared. I mean, it, cause she sh- was very like assertive and brave, like before that. So like, Maybe it was just to show that, like, hey, even these people who look and act tough, they really are scared, too. But they got to do what they got to do. But I feel like there's something bigger to it, honestly. I think there Could is. be. I mean, Andy says, for the whole mission, it goes off what Cassian was saying last episode. It's natural to be scared. I mean, that's fair. I mean, they did make that, like, a point in the episode to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... I think she probably just was like, holy crap, like this, there's no turning back. Yeah. Like once this is go, it's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Did we know? So the other officer who was like that they met up with and like was in charge, right? Um, did we know that he was in on it until he sh- came in in the room? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, knew we that he was in on it already. He yeah, brought yeah, them yeah, the clothes yeah. and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I, he was there since day well, not day one. At the so that was just a surprise to the other imperial officers. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Well, because so the, that scene when the soldiers walk in, they're like, "What's going on here?" That was intense. Yeah, I mean this. The hold your breath in this episode was just masterfully done because it happened so many times. The suspense. Um, Jacob, he was he actually fell in love with an Aldani woman and she was killed. That and oh, that's why he okay. like speaks it and all that stuff. And that's why he's I like, loved his line. He's like, Six years of working for you, like I deserve worse. Yeah. When, yeah. That was a great line. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean, fantastic episode. I mean, clearly. Um, I don't know about you guys, but every time I watch this, I feel like I'm watching a movie. Like literally just no, me too. Yeah. Like you can watch these arcs and it's they're like mini movies. Well, not, not even mini movies. It's like 45 minutes each. So yeah. and I think it I think these arcs are gonna help where it actually, even though you feels like you're watching a movie, it still also is like this is a TV show. So it doesn't yeah. like a lot of people complain, oh, this just looks like parts of a longer movie. It should have been made been made a movie in general. They they say that about Obi-Wan, about Kenobi. Um uh, but doing these arcs, I think, is a good way to like keep that keep the vibe of both. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think it's working. It makes sense the way they're doing it. Why there's 24 episodes total if they're doing it like this? I mean, you get eight individual little arcs telling an important part of something that's going on in his life for the most part, at least. Yeah. And a lot easier to do the time jumps if you're if you're doing yeah. threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm Game of Thrones. House <laughs> yeah. of Dragon. Oh Just god. Like, they're 20 years later out of nowhere. Boom. Like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Everyone's barely aging, but freaking Patty Constantine's like the crypt keeper by the end of it. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's gonna do it if anyone doesn't have anything else. Yeah. No? I think that's All it, right. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean absolutely, yeah. Th- it's been a masterclass of storytelling so far and uh, we're halfway halfway through season one 
you can believe that already. Um, Rue, Feels like a real like? season of television, like not six episodes. It re- I know. Remember when yes. we used to get like 25 episodes for like a normal TV season? Agents like, of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. That's why there's so <laughs> many. Like it's Arrow and Flash early years. It was like uh, yeah. All that, yeah. It's mm-hmm. wild. Um, Rue, would you like to tell the good people where to find you, sir? Uh, yes, it's pretty easy to find me. Uh, I'm Aru Moses. I have a very unique name. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and Instagram. Uh, but also, as always, bitesizebreakdown.com. Um, we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you just uh, type in Bite Size Breakdown, or if you just follow me, it's basically all I post. Um, we just got started writing, um, releasing our TIFF, because uh, we're at Toronto International Film Festival. So articles about TIFF, those movies that came out then. Uh, and we also just added a very... Uh, important person to our roster, a great person, Ooh. one Mr. JTE. Oh, official, nice. official member of Bite Size Breakdown. That's uh, awesome. Um, check out our YouTube channel too. He just did uh, One Gotta Stay for us, the last episode, uh, one of the semifinals. Um, and hopefully, you, y'all will recognize some people for the next semifinals of One Gotta Stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, check it out there. It'll be interesting. Um, and you'll be with us tomorrow for yes, uh, I will. She-Hulk's finale um, mm-hmm. for Marvel Rewind. Uh, Jacob. As you can see back back in back in my room. Yes. You just it. reminded me that I get to, at midnight, I get to watch the season finale of She-Hulk. I'm staying up. I'm staying yep. up. There you go. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Barley824. And I'm also going to, I mean, I think so. I'm going to be on Rewind tomorrow, right, Brian? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'll also be on Rewind tomorrow talking more She-Hulk. Uh, so yeah, come back. Can't wait to see you guys then. Yeah, so uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Fan Warring Club. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We love talking to you guys. Check out Marvel Rewind tomorrow, where these beautiful faces will grace your screen one more mm-hmm. time. But until next time, see you guys later. May the force be with you.